Well, let's begin with a bit of humor. And I want to stress a bit, because those of you who are regulars know to keep your expectations very low whenever I tell a joke. Amen? Yes, so here is the joke. A man is bringing a woman back home after their first date. And he asks if he can come into her apartment. And the woman says, no, I never, I never invite a guy in after the first date. And the guy kind of smiles and says, well, what about after the last date? I told you to keep your expectations low. Unfortunately for all of you, that is not the last joke I will be telling either. But more seriously, when was the last time someone said a kind word to you? Kindness is powerful. Kindness can transform lives. We are challenging everyone in our area to commit themselves to intentional acts of kindness this month. When is the last time you said a kind word to someone? The scriptures have a lot to say about kindness. The world has a lot to say about kindness. Kindness has been getting a lot of attention lately. Attention from people of faith. Attention from social scientists. And attention from ordinary people who are sick of living in a society where kindness has been kicked to the curb. If you're sick of living in a society like that, raise your hand. I see lots of hands. Here are some definitions of kindness by some ordinary people. Kindness is a choice. Kindness is putting someone else first before yourself. Kindness is choosing to look at someone instead of choosing to look away. And here's how some social scientists define kindness. Kindness is a meta value that encompasses acts of altruism, empathy, justice, and respect. It is always in action, often done with the intention to benefit, and sometimes driven by emotion. Many people who took our online kindness survey, maybe including some of you, chose this definition. Kindness is demonstrating love for people in practical acts of service. If you think there is truth to all of those definitions, say amen. In today's gospel lesson from St. Mark chapter 8, Jesus asks the $10 million question of the very first disciples. Here's the question he asks them. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Peter, who is usually the loudmouth, the blunderer, the fumbler, actually on this occasion gets the answer correct. And he answers Jesus, You are the Messiah. You are the Messiah. The anointed one, the chosen one. The one who shows us the way to God. But then what kind of Messiah are we exactly talking about? Well, we're talking about the Messiah of the God of love. We're talking about the Messiah of the God of kindness. 
In the Old Testament of the Bible, a word is used frequently to describe God's character and who God is. Anyone want to take a guess? Hesed. Hesed. Let's all say that together. Hesed. Turn to someone, look them in the face, don't get too close and say Hesed. That is a Hebrew word, so you've now learned a little bit of Hebrew. And that translates to roughly something like loving kindness. So let's say that together loudly. Loving kindness. Well, you're a lot more confident about English than your Hebrew. Okay, well. So it's not just that God sometimes does things that are loving and kind. Or that God shows loving kindness. But that God is loving kindness. Check this out. Anytime you are kind, you are participating, you are tapping into all the definitions that I gave earlier for kindness. But you are also partnering, even if it's in a very small way, in the kindness of God. I'm going to rewind that one. Check this out. Whenever you are kind, you are tapping into all those other definitions of kindness that I gave. But you are also partnering with God, even in a very small way, in God's kindness. Whether a person believes in God or not, God can and does work through acts of kindness, including kind words. Speaking of words, yesterday someone came up to me and said, Father, i got to tell you, for years I was addicted to swimming. But I'm proud to tell you that for six years now, I've been dry. <laughs> Don't worry, there's more. And another woman came, a woman came up to me and said, Father, i got to tell you, I'm sorry to say that for many years I was addicted to soap. But I'm clean now. That's okay, I know it's painful. Be kind and laugh, you know, that'll make me feel better. Let's move on before you want to wash my mouth out or throw me into the river. But now a word about something less fun. About unkind words. In today's letter from James, we heard about the power of the human tongue. Did you notice that as you heard that lesson being read? This is what James tells us about the power of the human tongue. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse those who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing my brothers and sisters. This ought not to be so. Unfortunately, harsh words are also powerful. Unfortunately, harsh words can also transform lives. Brothers and sisters, every day you and I walk around in our lives armed with the great common superpower of humanity, the tongue. The words you say, the words you refuse to say. There were two boys 
who lived, they were around the same age, but they lived in different countries on different continents. And they were both acolytes, they were both altar boys, they helped with the service. And the first boy dropped the container of wine used during Holy Communion, and it made a mess everywhere. And the village priest immediately struck him across the face and said, leave the altar and don't come back. The boy listened. He never came back. And that boy grew up to become Yosef Boz Tito, the communist, atheist, the dictator of Yugoslavia for several decades. The other boy was serving the mass presided by the bishop, and he also dropped the container of wine used in Holy Communion, and he made a mess. But the bishop gently smiled and whispered to him, Someday you will be a priest. And that boy grew up to become Archbishop Fulton Sheen, who won an Emmy in the 1950s, several Emmys, for his television show called Life is Worth Living. Anyone ever seen any of the episodes? You can see them on YouTube. They're still worth checking out. And Bishop Sheen, through his caring and thoughtful messages, reached millions of people, including many who would not attend any church, Catholic or Protestant. In fact, I remember my dad, who was an atheist, I don't know why he told me this, but one day he mentioned, oh, I used to watch Bishop Sheen. And he watched it because he thought it was thoughtful and interesting. So that story highlights the power of words. Power of words. The power of a harsh word spoken at a delicate moment. And the power of a kind word spoken at a delicate moment. Now, were there other influences on those two boys and their lives which helped determine their future? Of course! But imagine the impact of a thousand harsh words on a young life. Imagine the impact of a thousand kind words on a young life. The good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that God can use one kind word to cause an avalanche of effect in a person's life for the good, whether they are seven or seventy-seven. God might just use a kind word that you speak this week to help turn a life around. You will never know, in many cases, how what you said to your friend on the telephone or the cashier, you were just checking out. Or even something you put anonymously to some weird stranger on social media. You may not ever know how God will use that to save, encourage, and change the direction of a person's life. But God knows. God knows. When we think about kind words, a writer had this to say. Speaking kind words start with what we learned before kindergarten. Yes, please, no thank you, and builds from there. A society that allows verbal courtesy
to die is a society sentencing itself to unnecessary strife and polarization. A society that lets verbal courtesy die is a society that is signing up for unnecessary strife and polarization. Question for you. I want you to think about this statement I'm going to make and whether you agree or not. We who say that Jesus is the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Chosen One, the Christ, that is, we Christians, we say that about Jesus, would it make sense that in our lives we would speak in ways that reflect the loving kindness of that Messiah? Does that make sense? It does. It seems so logical. And yet Christians are often known not for their kind words, but their harsh words. Let that never become the reputation of any of us in this room. And when you and I fail to speak kindly, and we will, with God's help, let us be quick to confess our sin, to apologize, to make things right for the persons or persons we've hurt. And if you have a good track record or I should say a long track record of speaking harsh words. Let this be a wake-up call. And with God's help, change that track record. Kindness is powerful. Kindness can transform lives. We are challenging everyone in our area to commit themselves to intentional acts of kindness this month. When is the last time you said a kind word to someone? Every time you speak a kind word, you are participating in the kindness of God. Every time you say a kind word, you might indeed end up transforming a life. Every time you speak a kind word, you are making the world a better place for you. For the people you care about. For all. Speak a kind word today, tomorrow, and every day. Amen.